0: Hello, Varshini.
1: Hello, Thunby.
0: How are you?
1: I've been very good. How have you been?
0: Oh, my God. That's such a loaded question. Let's move on. <laughs> um,
1: this uh, like 40 minutes.
0: <laughs> you are literally queen and at the same time not queen of segways. <laughs> so,
1: keeping it real. Keeping it real. I am both. I am the duality of woman.
0: Uh, exactly. Okay. Um. So, it's been a while since we've recorded. And um in in an effort to promote transparency, I will say this is the second time that we've recorded this specific episode. Um and why? It, what? Tell them why. Um we are committed here at Cubby Lit. We are <laughs> committed to um Okay, so th- the first time we recorded the episode, I have to admit I sounded, like, pretty crazy. And while I am crazy, I sounded illogical, which is something that I just cannot stand for. So, um, hopefully this is just a little better. I want to try to make some clear points so that we don't sound like like girls who just got left at the altar. Instead, we sound like righteously angry people, which we are. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's why we were re-recording. Um, also I would not put shitty content out there. I mean, I wouldn't put what I thought was shitty out there. If you think it's shitty, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. That's so different. But like, if I think it's shitty, it's not going to, or if first gonna... thinks it's shitty, it's not going to air. Yeah. So this episode is the second or technically first installment of that series. Um, we're really going to dive into brown boys growing up, the early years, um, just kind of what, what I personally hope to um, impart during this episode is just like an understanding of, so how do I phrase this? What I'm, what I want to, what I want to prove or show is like how brown boys, what their relationship models are from a young age and how that plays into what they expect of people when they become their own human beings Mm -hmm. and grow up. So kind of diving into like what a Brown family looks like and how, how it like the intense coddling of the men Mm -hmm. leads to later, like the large scale effects of that later on in life. So it's going to be pretty psychological. Obviously Varsh and I are extremely qualified to talk about this. Um, Not in the, like we have a degree sense, but like in the, Peyton sense. <laughs> 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 so
1: accurate. So accurate. And this is going to lead to a later episode that we hope to do about aunties. So <laughs> get to that. And as uh, Hate Copy says, trust, trust no
0: auntie. auntie. Yeah, that was good.
1: Big mood. But that's another story oh. for another time. Yeah, girl. Uh, right to start with the early years, as then we said, because – most such all brown boys root issues with existence, like we've said, found within their childhood and error 404, personal growth, not found. And like we've said before, I think in the last episode, there's that quote that Michelle Obama used by someone is it's that we raise, uh, we love our sons, but we raise our daughters and like the difference in the way a son and a daughter are raised and also how a like a boy and a girl in a brown community are treated by those same brown moms is like drastically different and extremely detrimental.
0: Yeah, it's just like the culture that they are perpetuating is this like, oh, like I'm gonna build a house for my sons and like I'm just gonna be this like psycho mother-in-law. Like they all feed into that, you know? Like having a son is like a brown mom's Everest and then the rest of her life like will be the rest of her life will be just, like, exploiting that. And you know what? I get it. I get it. Like, I know how fucked it is to be, like, a a brown mother and then, like, have all this pressure to have a boy. Like, I totally see that. And I'm sure part of it is, like, now I get to just, like, kick back and have fun because I had a son. But, like... Yeah. Okay, first of all, we should be bigger than that in the grand scheme of exactly. things. Also, like, that that can't be... Like, even if you're going to be petty, that can't be, like... How you raise your kid. Like, that's so fucked. Like,
1: stupid. And a lot of times, like, yes, there is some terrible pressure from, like, the mother in law, right? A lot of times, like, that's who it's coming from. And if it's your own mom, like, shit, I'm so sorry. Like, that's a completely other fucked situation. But it's not like your mother in law is constantly, especially since we're talking mostly about moms who like that we've known growing up in America, your mother-in-law is not constantly breathing down your neck. She's not constantly in every interaction beyond the fact that you've had a son twisting your arm to like make you like teach him how to treat brown women and just like people around him poorly. Like she's not constantly forcing you to do that. So like at what point is this everything else? And At one point, is this a choice that you're making, but like not owning up to also?
0: So what I'm saying is like the, a brown mother the the thing that she teaches her son is what to expect in a woman right and by refusing to teach him to be his own person and then on top of that doing everything for him she sets this example that his existence is is like an an entitled existence like he can just do like he can just chase a career, fucking go have fun with his friends, do whatever he wants. Someone will always be there at home to lock it down. So when brown wi- brown men meet brown women who don't align with that, their instant reaction is to like dismiss, defame, shit on. And it's like, dude, you're stupid. And the way that you were raised was entirely incorrect. And that's not my fault. Rant, <laughs> rant over.
1: And let's, let's not forget that there is a second party to this whole fucked up circus, and that is the father because basically one shitty, unevolved brown man begets another. Because when his mom teaches him what to expect, his dad teaches him how to treat other people. So his mom sets up his expectations. The dad is like the what is it? The executive branch. Mom is the judiciary branch. I don't know. Dad is
0: like this. I don't think their relationship. There's no checks and balances, so we can't be like. There's there's not a government.
1: The fuckboy mom is the mom that tends to, you know, plant the seeds for her intern fuckboy son. Um, And it's a lot of like weird internalized misogyny, a lot of buying into the patriarchy themselves, which is messed up and there are factors in those moms' lives that set them up to do that. But also here we are making no excuses for anyone because a lot of times we get it when it's back in that country because like you have your mother-in-law breathing down your neck, and um, that's a not ideal situation. But a lot of times, these women somehow tend to like, w- even if they are like, um, in the workforce and like working and like interacting with people of different backgrounds, they are still carrying these ideals, and it's the absolute wildest thing. <clears throat> like she'll be a go-getter PhD lady in the workplace, when she'll come home, and then she'll be like you know, just relegated to a second-class citizen in her own home and by her own son. And she made that monster in a lot of ways. And she probably married that monster, too, so sucks.
0: <laughs> um, Retweet.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of like the setup, because brown moms, as we're going to tell you, bear sons, and they just think that they're, they spend the rest of their life acting like they fucking won the same amount of gold medals as Michael Phelps just for a combination of chromosomes that ends up being a juiceless fool so yeah
0: um yeah no exactly and uh before we get like too deep in the sauce about it i just want to be clear we're not like contradicting ourselves like it is clearly still a result of the patriarchy it's a lot of internalized misogyny and then trying to trying to see if they can, like, scam their way into making the patriarchy work for them, which, like, just FYI, it will never work for a woman in the way that it needs to. Um, and also going back, like, I think the the image of, like, the mom making rotis and, like, that's not a dreamboat. I feel like dreamboat brown moms are just, like, rad brown moms who, like, call you... <laughs> who call you like Ghana and just like never, never tell you like, oh, you're going to be eating with all of the kids? Yeah, I'm hungry. So yeah, okay, so fuck boy brown moms who have sons, on a day-to-day level, what that looks like and what that ultimately becomes as like a pattern of child rearing is they just like have these boys and then they just like, they're just like, their whole parenting strategy is just like coddling them like they get so hung up on the oh we're gonna give him the world thing that they like never require him to grow at all and that is in in multiple dimensions so like he'll never have to do any chores at home he like literally will never learn how to like exist in a family and just like do his fair share on top of that like he will not be um he will not be encouraged to grow emotionally at all.
1: He probably, honestly, cannot hang out with a group of girls, like, in a family-friend setting. Like, that's another thing that I've noticed, is that, like, he can totally just take his fucking game boy or whatever, sit in a corner... Nobody thinks he's being grumpy. Nobody thinks it's unusual that this kid is antisocial and not hanging out with the other kids just because they're girls. But you try and do that at the family get-together girl, you're gonna get smacked and your mom's gonna be like, go hang out with everyone else, even though like Rohan is like being a shitty little fucker. You're gonna be
0: smacked publicly, bro. She will be eyes. She will be she will roast you in like in the kitchen with everyone.
1: In the kitchen, because that's where they all are. Mmm. Also, let's talk about that levels to this shit. Right? We don't have to talk about that, but like just yeah.
0: that. Yeah, and then you'll just have to like drag your sorry ass back upstairs to hang out with all the kids. That's definitely happened to me. I was so antisocial growing up.
1: I, mean, I would like bring a book and everyone would be like, Why does she have a book? And I'd be like, What?
0: Oh my I god, wait, that literally happened once and then like the next time the one the one boy family friend I had also brought a book, and they were like, Oh my god, Ashwin is so studious! Ashwin is. I was like, I'm gonna kill you and Ashwin. I'm gonna kill
1: you and Ashwin, exactly. I did myself a murder suicide. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, <laughs> triple murder suicide. It's
1: awful, dude. That happened to me too. Like, I was like, Oh, so I'm too loud, but then also I'm like antisocial because I. I was like, I can't win with this shit. Like, I learned at a very young age. I was like, you just, like, cannot
0: win. Exactly. And that's the thing that a brown mom who has a son never fucking learns. You can't win. You cannot win. (laughs) You cannot spend 20 years raising your son to be a prince and then be shocked when 20 years later he doesn't know how to fucking do anything and he's a terrible husband and he's a terrible father and he's not going to fucking take care of you in your old age. So you have failed on all aspects of Indian child rearing honestly it's always the dad's mom like wink wink talking about my own fucking experiences it's always the dad's mom she's crazy um and that's all i'm gonna say i think i have some cousins that listen to this so i'm gonna just zip it up um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, also I had a, uh, Asian American studies professor, Professor Pandya, if you're listening to this, like so unlikely, but a shout out, um, that said like all Brown boys are just looking for mom, you know? So like the reason that it this the way their moms raise them becomes so relevant in our lives, which seem like so distant is because like, they just feel like so entitled to project all of that onto like every girl. It's just looks like, it's just this like projectile vomiting thing they do. And they'll just be like, Hey, here are all my unresolved issues. My mom said that you would take care of them for me. Like, yeah. And it's
1: like fucking lady. What the fuck? Like, uh like,
0: I mean, sign up for job? like mm. I know. <clears throat> and I think it just goes back to like our bigger qualm that like women and women of color and just like in all spaces, right? Like women are always expected to be so much more full and developed and complex like and then we end up just like more complex than men are i'm not blaming like everything that a brown boy is on his mother because like aspects of the patriarchy she doesn't teach those to him those are just like you know he just like lives his life with such a different reality than than the women in his life that he begins to accept that as normal and unlearning that is something that every man has to do regardless brown or not but, like, yeah. this coddling thing plays into that so much. Like, because of how coddled and, like, he thinks he's just a prince. He just, like, doesn't even see the value in exploring that. He
1: doesn't. Because, like, why would he? Why would he change when everything is set up to make his life better, yeah. easier, funner? Funner. Sick later.
0: I mean, fuck <laughs> the rest of us, but.
1: Yeah. Like, nice. Happy for you, Sean, that you can hang out at the local McDonald's and vape with your friends at two in the morning while your sister has to go home and pretend to do AP chemistry homework.
0: Bro, the point of talking about brown moms is a brown boy believing that not only is he allowed to place his needs over other people, but he deserves to like that is his birthright. That begins at home because that's the first thing that his mother teaches the
1: way a brown guy sees his dad treating his mother and then he becomes that way or like like what happens first like we don't really know but the results speak for themselves and they suck this is not just like people from quote-unquote uneducated backgrounds or like whatever you want to fucking call it in like its own demeaning way this is this happens like pretty much across the board
0: yeah and it's not even like like the relationship that hurt their parents model it's not even necessarily like bad in like you know, maybe it's not so bad that someone feels a need to leave or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be like terrible. It's just like the day to day, you know, like, okay, story time. When I was talking to this brown boy once, he was like, literally verbatim. I will never forget this. Texted me this thing. And he was like, LOL, my dad's life is made. Like he just comes home from work, tells my mom to make him chai, throws his bag on the couch, and he doesn't have to do shit. And I was like, and then he was like and my mom is like so hyped to make him try and I was like she's not she's not hyped to make him try like she fucking worked she like what is that what does that even mean like just small things like that you know what I'm saying like what did this person who by the way is an adult like this this is not a conversation I had when I was 10 I was 20 and this person is like I want that life I want that life where I can just walk in and expect another person to be at my service right and not just like, physically present at my service, but emotionally, like, fuck whatever happened in her day. Fuck whatever, like, like she needs or wants or whatever. Her existence is for him. That's what it is. And it's not just about Chai. And, like, I know when we talk about things like this, people tell us that, like, we're making a big deal out of nothing. But the devil is in the details, bro. Like, small shit reveals who you are as a person. This
1: is, it is so... A larger issue and it's so disgustingly frustrating and it's just people grow up believing that they're so right to believe these things and unfortunately because again on the other side of things brown girls are so often raised with these models that they fit into it so it's kind of like this unending cycle that doesn't tend to break unless your parents who like I think Bambi and I are very very lucky are like vocal feminists or like vocally have these conversations with us or like when our grandparents say at least in my case things like oh we need to get her married my parents like oh hell no like that's not happening and we're also not gonna like even entertain any of those snooty boys that you think just because they went to stanford are a good fit for her because like most of the time they're not and like just things like that like unless your parents like very specifically try to break out of this cycle it is so easy to grow up like primed to fit into it yeah,
0: kind of into it. <clears throat> and it definitely has to be like a fifty-fifty concerted effort, right? Because like, okay, okay, take this previous example. So like, if this if this is the example we're working with, right? Like, a brown dad comes home, um, after a long day, he just like essentially orders his wife to like make him chai you know and then what the son learns from that is like oh in the future i too will have a wife whose goal and like life's pleasure lies in like fucking making me like at 5 p.m like so so the example here is like obviously like like you do things for your so in on the relationship side like the mom and dad obviously like i'm not one of those like white feminists who's like make the guy cook all the time no what i'm saying is like in a relationship you do things for the people you love because you love them and then that's just how it is but what the son learned from that is like oh because she's the woman like this is her natural the role that she was born to fill on this earth right so on in this situation it was up to him to be like oh maybe like treating a person like shit just because i'm married to them i don't have like any right over their time or whatever the fuck. um that was his job right to have that thought and make those neurons fire
1: exactly it's not like you have a fucking starbucks gold card to your wife's chai shop like that's not how this works bro like you can't just place a mobile order like Yeah, I completely agree. And your point on, like, the I really want to stress the thing that you said about this white feminism thing where it's, like, men should do all the cooking. Like, no, that's, again, 100% not what we're saying. Because, like, even in my family, like, if my mom is out, she'll text my dad and be like, hey, can you make some, like, tea when I come home? And then my dad does the same. It's, like, a take relationship. And it's not just about the ease or the comfort that it offers you it's about you both and it and like even though it's a relationship it's almost a monologue at times it's never a dialogue in these situations it's just one person in the relationship and someone constantly making the equivalent of chai for them in several aspects of their life
0: yeah and um to go back to something that you said like you know we are both um lucky in the sense that we were raised by very like Feminist parents and my parents were not feminists because my mother made my father do all the cooking. My dad is a feminist because the whole time that I was growing up, there was no moment in which he made me feel like taking care of me or my sister or cooking up for us or feeding us or doing any of the things that a parent does for a child was something that he was doing outside of his role as a father you know the thing that brown dads like another thing that brown dads will teach their sons is that like raising the kids is the woman's job you are this is a two-parent household you know like that whole thing about you're not babysitting your own kids, like that, that is what we're talking about here. Like you cannot just exactly. assume that like you have the, the blessing of like going out and making all the money and this girl has to like not only provide because there's no way you live in fucking America without a two income ho- household and, and yeah. also like, and also raise the kids. So that that's what I'm saying. My father is a feminist for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because like, when I was growing up, I never, he never even let me have that thought. Like, I didn't even know that people thought that raising kids was a mother's responsibility alone until I came to college and met brown men. Like, it was just like, he was just exactly. raising us. He was just parenting as people fucking do. Like, it's so crazy. Exactly brown girl will go through so many moments in her life where she is reminded that the world thinks of her as less than and she has choices to make in that moment. She has to like our lives are defined by picking ourselves up off the ground and that is true for I think all women of color, right? And a brown man, like he is not challenged in that way. Ever, ever. Yeah. So it is up to his own decency and goodness to be like, let me think broadly about these situations. Let me like try yeah. to deconstruct. And okay, obviously like it's, it's probably better for him, better for him alone to like stay in the dark. Cause then what does he get? Like just like a docile brown girl who will make him food and like has no needs of her own and will raise his kids while he like does whatever the fuck he wants in his life. But in the larger scale of things like that is good for nobody i mean he has not grown as a person and like sorry i'm
1: gonna interrupt you for a second and be like i frankly don't give a fuck if he gets something out of this like i know like i'm just tired of our value being placed on like oh but like your life will be better too bro and i know that's not what you're saying at literally at all but like it's a point to be made it's like i you don't get to treat me better because your life will be better
0: exactly no that's not why you should No, a hundred percent. No, you, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's like what I was going to say next. I don't really give a fuck if your life is better. Make your own damn chai. Like, um, um, but it's what I'm saying is like a brown girl is, is overflowed with opportunities to learn that her worth has to exist outside of her relationship with a man and that she has to constantly be defining it in a world that does not let her be right like that is what our lives are like a big part of finding meaning is answering that question of am I going to be someone who like respects herself outside of what this man thinks about me or or am I going to submit to that and that is a choice we make early and often and constantly and he he will never be faced with that question because that is how the system works right when you are not challenged when you sit in a position of privilege you are never gonna have to think about oh like how come i get to chase my dreams and have a fulfilled life and have a career and do all these things that i want to do and then she she is not expected like she she isn't allowed to aspire in the same way and he, and the reason, so the reason it becomes important to examine the relationships that he's had examples is because he hasn't grown outside of that. That's it. He saw his mom and dad and he was like, okay, this is what I want. And then after that moment where he decided that that was the relationship he wanted, nothing changed in his life. He grew literally not at all. And then today at 23, 24, he wants the same things. In 20 years, he didn't have a moment of growth. Whereas we had... Ten thousand every year, we we grow a million fold, and he he's just a snail's pace. Like they're so far behind us, it's pathetic.
1: Like you said, brown women have their reckoning in every single, almost every single situation, in a way that brown men don't. And I was telling my parents like, because this past break, like I've been so vocal about how much I fucking hate so many of the aunties in my life in a way that I've never expressed to them before, like, they knew that I didn't like them, like, I would, like, avoid them, whatever, 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 um, but in a way that I was just so angry for all the time I have lost dealing with their opinions, all the time that I have lost dealing with their sons, and I was just, like, this sounds so extreme, but, like, recently I've also been, like, talking to a friend about like death of previous selves and whatever and I was just kind of like mourning for like all that I could have been if I had the confidence or the up or the upbringing outside of my home socially as a mediocre brown boy because so much like reclaiming my time like I want to reclaim my time tenfold and you know what the first way I'm gonna do it because maybe this sounds s- stupid but like whatever You can have a laugh out of it. I'm constantly keeping track of who's going to come to my dope-ass wedding in the future. And every auntie I check off is just another plate, seating arrangement, goodie bag, whatever the fuck, that's going to go towards my Sabisachi Lenga so she can suck it and miss the greatest shit of the century. But it's true. I've just been so angry at them. And my parents were saying, like, but you turned out okay. Like, you turned out fine. And I was like, I would have turned out finer and been personally so much happier so much longer if I were not subject to this outside of our own home and sometimes in our own home because like as much as I love my parents they've they've asked me to deal with these things just because like socially that's what's required of you and it's not their fault and I don't blame them for it because I know what kind of position they were put in like when you're an immigrant in America you're trying to like create that sense of community and whatever but like I was like I never asked for this like I never asked to Be a part of this like shitty group of aunties, and it's like I don't even have a word for it in English, but in Tamil it's called like Adangam, and it's just like this deep rooted burning where you're just like, I'm upset, and like it'll never be okay, but like I can never do anything to fix it. There are no reparations for this, like, I, I like, besides me just being like, I'm. Like, deciding at 22 years old and when I'm at home and an auntie comes in, me deciding to say two words to her and being done and then going to my room and not feeling the need to have my mom construct an elaborate explanation for it. That's, I guess, where my reparations start and me deciding fully, like, I've been subject to you for a long time in my life and I'm not going to do that anymore because, like, the way that you have decided to structure your family has not just affected your family, it's affected my life in a way that I never asked. I'm, you know what, taking a page out of fucking Taylor Swift's Swift's book, I never asked to be a part of this narrative. And that was my rant, and now I'm dying. (laughs)